Which rookies should you be stashing as you enter your dynasty offseason? We're talking about that and more on today's episode of Locked On Dynasty. You are Locked On Dynasty Football, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Here are your hosts, Matt Williamson and Ryan McDowell. Welcome back to the Locked On Dynasty Football Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks for making Locked On Dynasty your first listen every day. Today's episode is brought to you by Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code Locked On NFL for $20 off your first purchase. Last minute tickets, lowest price, guaranteed. I'm your host, Ryan McDowell. You can follow me on Twitter at RyanMC23. Joining me, as always, is former NFL scout Matt Williamson. Find Matt on Twitter at WilliamsonNFL. Matt, we've made it through 15 weeks. How's oh, it man. Going? It's going well. I had some brutal losses in fantasy this week. Oh. I think I think a lot of really good fantasy teams lost yeah. this week. You know what I mean? Josh Allen, Dak Prescott, on and on and on. Absolutely. If you were yeah. relying on on Allen or Dak or CD Lamb or Tyree Kill or Chris Olave, if those guys carried you to the playoffs, Bijan, oh Bijan, yeah, Brees Hall. Oh, the list goes on. Well, if you were counting on those guys, you're probably ready for your offseason. And uh, (laughs) that's exactly what we're going to be talking about today. Some players that you want to be stashing uh, or at least potentially want to consider. We're we're digging pretty deep today, Matt. And uh, it's such a good rookie class. We normally talk rookies on Thursday. Today, we're going to make them the focus of our weekly transaction show uh, because there's there's a lot of rookies I've noticed, and, and maybe this happens every year. Maybe I'm just, uh, you know, realized it more this year or something. But there's a lot of rookies that I've noticed are getting relatively significant playing time. They're not necessarily putting up big fantasy numbers, but they're mm-hmm. getting on the field. And for the, the rookies that we're going to focus on today, which almost all of these guys were were day three picks, some of them even undrafted, I think that's pretty meaningful. So just even getting on the field as a day three pick, as an undrafted guy, that that's obviously a good sign and and maybe a sign of uh, production to come uh, in in next season and beyond. Yeah, no question. I, I mean, getting on the field, I think, is step number one for these guys, and it's not as easy as you might think. You know, you got to earn the trust, and I always think of running backs like. Got to prove you won't fumble, but more importantly, pass protection is something that mm. often keeps these guys off the field. And if they can be ahead of the result, you know, ahead of the, uh, you know, the curve on that, it goes a long way. Matt, let's start at the running back position. I just had a couple of running backs here, and and really just want to get your thoughts on what you've seen uh, from these players, and if you think they're worth holding on to throughout the offseason? Do you see potential for a larger role? Let's start with uh, let's start with my guy, former Kentucky Wildcat, Chris Rodriguez. He's, mm. of course, with the Washington Commanders now. I thought it was kind of an odd draft pick at the time because Rodriguez's game is very similar to Brian Robinson's game. Neither of them are really going to hurt you in the passing game, although, uh, although Brian Robinson's been, been pretty solid as a receiver okay. when given the chance uh, this season. Uh, so, of course, they've 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 got Robinson. They've got uh, Antonio Gibson. Rodriguez felt like, I don't know, maybe he was just Brian Robinson insurance. He's, he's played 8% of the snaps this year 
Um, we'll we'll see much larger numbers than that at the uh, when when we move over to the receivers. Looking at sleeper, uh, Chris Rodriguez rostered on fifty in fifty seven percent of the league. So he's a player that a lot of dynasty managers are already stashing. Uh, over half of them actually. Do you see a role for Chris Rodriguez going forward? I don't know if I see a role. I mean, like, no offense. That's kind of a weird question. I, I think the that's question right. should be more, is he worth keeping on my roster during the off season or this time of year? And I think the absolute que- answer to that question is yes. I, I mean, okay. I don't think Gibson's in the long-term plans. Robinson's fine, but he's not special. Um, it's a team that I, I was looking at, especially at running back position. Like, is this team have a lot of needs that they can afford to go get a running back? Mm. I bet no is the answer for Washington. Yeah. You know, I mean, we don't know if the new staff, I think there'll be a new staff, mm-hmm. is into Rodriguez or not. They may look for a totally different style or whatever, but I would think you live with the running backs you have most likely and go build up the offensive line and defense. Yeah, Antonio Gibson is a free agent uh, yeah. entering this coming off season, so we'll see. Uh, we'll see if he remains in Washington. Uh, like I said, I don't really see Rodriguez as a. He, he's not going to be much of a pass catcher, so he's not. No. He's not playing in tandem with Brian Robinson. Uh, what about Deuce Vaughn? We'll stay in the NFC. East there. Deuce, Ron, uh, Deuce Vaughn played just 5% of the snaps this season, but he's rostered on 72% of in, of sleeper leagues, one of the highest roster rates uh, we'll talk about today. In fact, maybe uh, I believe, yeah, the, the highest. Uh, so all the hmm. deep cut rookies we're talking about today, Deuce Vaughn is the one rostered on most leagues. Maybe that goes back to uh, a very good college career for him. Uh, Tony Pollard going to be a free agent as well. Rico Dowdle, I believe, is even set to be a free agent, although he's restricted. So this Cowboys backfield could look very different in 2024. Is Deuce Vaughn going to be part of that? I tend to think so. Um, I, I don't feel super confident that Pollard will be back. He's been fine, but kind of underwhelming. And mm-hmm. I think he's a certain type of back. And maybe Vaughn can be the true change of pace. And I could just kind of picture their their backfield looking like Vaughn, Dowdle, and a third round the kid out of Wisconsin or Florida State. Yeah, I mean, like a yeah. yeah, 230, 220 pound back that can do the the pounding, and then Vaughn would be a lot different than that. Well, yeah, Vaughn would certainly be different than that. Um, these are the only two running backs we're talking about today. Most of our focus is going to be on some pass catchers who have gotten on the field. Uh, throughout their rookie season. So if you're choosing just one of these two, Deuce Vaughn or Chris Rodriguez, you've got one spot uh, mm-hmm. and you can get one of these two off your waiver wire. Who would it be? I think Rodriguez. I think I just trust them more. More. I, I wouldn't say every down for either one of these guys, but I right. do worry that Vaughn's ceiling is eight to ten touches a game. Okay. I'm with you and, there. And what if Brian Robinson gets hurt, you know, or when he gets hurt, you know? Yeah, well, that's that's really the path, right? That's yeah, the path yeah. to playing time. We we did see Brian Robinson uh, miss uh, this past weekend's game, and uh, Rodriguez had a role, uh, but it, it was they they really gave Gibson kind of the first shot there as the uh, as the veteran, which which makes sense this late in the season. 
Matt, let's talk about a couple of receivers here. Actually, we have a pretty long list. Uh, I want to start with uh, this kid in Cincinnati who's just always seems to be on the field. Andre Yoshevis, 16% snap rate. Man, I'm, I'm honestly surprised it's that low because mm-hmm. – uh, between all the injuries that that they've had in that uh, in that receiving core in Cincinnati, feels like Yoshivas has been out there quite a bit. Rostered in twenty four percent of sleeper leagues, and uh, really same story with with all the receivers we're going to talk about. hasn't hasn't made a huge fantasy impact. He hasn't been a top twenty four receiver in any week, but again, he's been out there. We know T. Higgins could leave. Tyler Boyd, also a free agent. So you think at least one of those, and maybe even both of those guys, are going to be gone from Cincinnati. Uh, Yoshivas, a guy that uh, ha- has interested you this season? A little bit, yeah. I liked him coming out of school as well. I mean, he can get downfield. More situation than anything, and you mentioned it. I-, I think there's a very good chance one of those two Bengals receivers doesn't come back. And I don't think it's crazy to think, both don't come back. And mm-hmm. I mean, especially if they miss the playoffs, maybe even either way, the Bengals first round pick could be a, a wide out. Yeah. Yeah. Very true. Uh, Yoshevis is probably my favorite wide receiver stash. Uh, I want to hear who is Matt's favorite wide receiver stash. We'll do that next. So we've told you about game time before, and and I mentioned last week that my daughter, she's 15, she wanted to go to her first Steeler game. She ended up going to Steelers-Cardinals here in a torrential downpour when the uh, the game got delayed twice, and she didn't care. She had a blast, and the reason we got her down there so quick and easy was the game time app. It worked out really, really well for a friend. Um, You should have to worry when you're buying tickets to your next big event. Game time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all sports, music, comedy, theater, anything you can really think of near you. Uh, They have killer last-minute deals, all-in prices, which I really appreciate, to be honest with you. Views from your seat and their best price guarantee. Game time does take the guesswork out of buying tickets. So they have last-minute tickets. They have flash deals. They have zone deals. Views from all seats in the venue. Um, event cancellation protection, job loss protection. I mean, a, a crazy amount of things going for you here. Um, I mentioned zone deals. If you pick the section, game time picks the seats, and you average 18% savings. I mean, so what's really the difference if you're in the section you want? And the game time guarantee means you'll always get the best price. If you find tickets in the same section and row for less, game time will credit you 110% of the difference. So Take the guesswork out of buying tickets with Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, use code Locked On NFL for twenty bucks off your first purchase. Terms do apply. Again, create an account and redeem code L O C K E D O N NFL for twenty dollars off. Twenty dollars off. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Locked On has launched the first ever national sports twenty four seven streaming channel on YouTube. Locked On Sports Today is here for you 24-7, covering the top sports stories of the day with the local experts of Locked On, plus our national shows covering every league. Go to Locked On Sports Today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel. Matt, today we were talking about rookie stashes, digging deep uh, at 
looking at this 2023 rookie class, these are all players who have gotten on the field for their respective teams, have not made an impact on fantasy rosters or uh, through fantasy scoring yet, but have earned a spot on the field and maybe should earn a spot on our dynasty roster as we prepare for the offseason. Uh, I mentioned Andre Yoshevis, the Bengals rookie receiver mm-hmm. bef- uh, earlier. Matt, who's your favorite rookie receiver stash that kind of fits this category? Tyler Scott is somebody oh, yeah. I really yeah. liked coming out of school. Um, he's a bear for people who don't know that haven't dug that deep. Certainly has some Darnell Mooney to his game. Maybe he plays that role. Um, I hopefully think it's better. Not, hopefully hopefully better. better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, but Mooney's had some moments in the league at least. Sure. You know, I mean, he's had some success over the years. Um, whether it's Fields in Chicago or the first overall pick or something along those lines. Even if by chance Marvin Harrison Jr. ends up in Chicago, I don't think that really influences Scott's role all that much. I mean, maybe this adds to a high-flying passing game. I just like the player. Yep. Yeah, Scott's a, Scott's that deep threat. Um, Mooney is a free agent, by the way, so that's another, you know, that's going to be kind of a common theme with all of these players we look at stashing, potential for more opportunity. So that's why getting on the field early in their career, even though they haven't been putting up fantasy points, is so important that if you look at a, a veteran who could leave, and I, I think there's a really good chance that, uh, the Darnell Mooney is not back in Chicago. Mm-hmm. That that would open the path for more playing time for a larger role. 37% snap share for Tyler Scott, 43% rostered in sleeper leagues. So he's rostered in less than half of those sleeper leagues. Go grab him. Matt Mike Evans is going to be a free agent as well. So Tampa has a couple of young players who have been uh, seeing the field quite a bit. Trey Palmer is the rookie, uh, 67% snap rate for him. He's been on the field. Wow, that shocks me. Wow. Yeah, two-thirds of the snaps. Uh, He is rostered in 69% of sleeper leagues. So he's, he's a guy that a lot of dynasty managers have already taken a shot on, uh, but still out there in... Uh, in nearly a third of, of those sleeper leagues as well. I don't, who knows what's going to happen with Evans? I kind of feel like he's going to be a, a buccaneer for life, and and they, mm-hmm. you know, maybe they do a two year deal to to finish his career. But um, that Put his name in, the, in the in the rafters and retires, right? Energy, you know, one of those type of deals. Yeah, I, I could definitely see that happening, but. Um, you know, Chris Godwin has has just not quite been the same. Uh, although he did ha- had had a really nice game this past weekend, but overall this season, he feels like he's taken a step back. Do you see anything there with Trey Palmer? Yeah, I mean, they seem to like him. I mean, that might be all we need to know. I would think that coaching staff's kind of in the process of saving their jobs. I think they'll probably end up yeah. winning the division. Maybe Mayfield, you run it back with or without Evans. So, yeah, I mean, he's not a bad player. I mean, it, I think this goes without saying with most of these guys, they're all long shots. I mean, that they'll actually become starters or somebody yes. you could start in your fantasy team. But his path doesn't look bad. Yeah, yeah, very good point. And Trey Palmer, that 67% snap rate, the highest of anybody that we will talk about today. So he's already very, very involved in that offense. Uh, just needs uh, needs some more targets, more opportunities. Who else? Do you have another one uh, that that's kind of stood out to you, Matt? 
Yeah, and I feel like he's a little further along. A.T. Perry in New Orleans. Um, oh, yeah. Yep. Who knows about Michael Thomas? I mean, I've kind of given up hope, but, but I gave up he hope. He doesn't seem like a times. happy person. Never. I mean, for five years or whatever. <laughs> Who knows what's going on with quarterbacks? I do think, you know, we we're just talking to NFC South, that there could be a coaching change there for better or worse. But mm. I would think the front office stays the same and they like Perry and he seems okay. I mean, he's never going to beat out Chris Olave, but I mean, I think he seems like a quality late round pick for the Saints. Yeah, it feels like they have uh, some opportunity there uh, if if mm-hmm. Thomas is done or injured or whatever the situation might be. Perry Perry's played pretty well in his uh, in his yeah. recent opportunity. Twenty four percent snap share for him, and he's already rostered in sixty three percent of sleeper leagues. So dynasty managers have been noticing him as well. Um, what about Trey Tucker? We saw Trey Tucker have have the big game. Uh, back on Thursday, I believe that was, to kick off the week. Uh, scored a couple times for the Raiders in, in their big win. 26% snap rate, uh, 35% rostered. So he's a guy that's out there in quite a few leagues still available. Uh, you know, the Raiders drafted him uh, a lot higher than expected. He was a day two, a day two pick. Honestly, might be might be the only day two pick on this list. Most of these guys were fourth, fifth, sixth rounders. Trey Tucker, uh, another speed guy that, uh, and we we know the Raiders love that. But you look at that offense. Myers has been very good. Adams, obviously, always always good. But wouldn't be surprised if Devontae Adams found his way out of Las Vegas this offseason. Hunter Renfrew has been terrible. Honestly, he could be gone. Yeah. As well, yeah. Uh, So we could see Trey Trey Tucker earn a larger role in 2024 as well. I don't much more to add. I mean, obviously he's not fighting Adams for playing time, but if Myers (laughs) is the one and Mayer is the two, could Tucker be the three? Kind of. Yeah, he's he feels a little. you know, he feels a little gadgety. I don't know that we can always. You know, you can always count on him. Uh, Maybe he's. Maybe he's the last round pick in your uh, in your best ball draft, your underdog draft, or something like that. Uh, maybe has a little bit further to go to actually be a consistent producer. Matt, we got time for one more here. Do you have another guy that has kind of interested you? Uh, I don't have a great one. Um, I liked Xavier Hutchinson coming out of Houston or yeah. with with Houston. I liked his game coming out of school, kind of a possession receiver. Right. But I also wonder, I mean, I I don't think Woods will be in the mix, but there are some pretty big hurdles in Houston, including the tight end position. But hey, yeah, that's Tonka Stroud, you know. That's that's what slowed me down with Hutchinson as well. We've talked with so many of these players about a free agent moving on or a veteran possibly being gone. You look at Mm -hmm. Houston and – Collins is going to be there. Tank Dell is going to be there. Dalton Schultz is a free agent. I would think they would would certainly do everything they can to to hang on to him. And even if they don't, they're they're going to address that tight end position at uh, in some way. So yeah, Hutchinson feels like the fourth option might be the ceiling for him. He's he's been on the field quite a bit, but um, yeah, a little little bit deeper, a little uh, little. Further off, further away than some of the other names we've mentioned. I don't know what to think of Mechie there too, but they could kind of overlap. Yeah, true. 
True. A uh, couple other wide receivers I had on my list and uh, a tight end that's popped up just over the past couple of weeks. We'll talk about those guys right after this. So I've told you guys about LinkedIn and I'm jealous. I wish back in my scouting days, there was something like a LinkedIn job situation. I mean, when you're hiring for your small business, you want to have as many top tier candidates as humanly possible to interview. And that's why you have to check out LinkedIn jobs. Uh, They have the tools to find the right professionals for your team faster and for free. I mean, LinkedIn's just not another job board. They have a vast network of more than a a billion professionals, which makes it the best place to hire. Hiring becomes easy when you have that many quality candidates. So easy, in fact, that 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. Uh, LinkedIn knows that small businesses are wearing so many hats and may not have time to resource to hire. Thankfully, with LinkedIn, the process is intuitive, quick, and easy. They even just launched a feature that helps you write job descriptions, making the process even easier and quicker. So please post your job for free at linkedin.com slash NFL. That's linkedin.com slash locked on NFL to post your job for free. Terms and conditions do apply. All right, Matt, let's finish up the conversation. Ronnie Bell, San Francisco is another player that uh, kind of popped off for, uh, for me when, when watching the 49ers. And again, this is, this is kind of a situation like Hutchinson, uh, mm-hmm. he, he's not overtaking Debo and Ayuk <laughs> and Kittle and McCaffrey and even Jawan Jennings, who he's still behind. So probably just too buried here, but, um, the 49ers are just becoming a team that I, I want pieces of. And even if that means picking up their sixth or seventh guy off the waiver wire, I'm, Smart, I'm willing yeah. to consider that. So I, I, I like, Pretty much all the other guys that we've mentioned more than Bell. Uh, but if you're in a deeper league where a lot of those guys are already rostered, Bell would be one I would I would look at. He is rostered in just 21% of sleeper leagues. Um, Not a terrible strategy just to grab guys that the head coach likes that you know the head coach is going to be yeah. back on really good offenses. Yeah. Uh, one more that I had was Xavier Gibson. And, and again, just – just seems to be on the field quite a bit for the Jets. 40% snap rate, 37% rostered in uh, in those sleeper leagues. Of course, Garrett Wilson locked in as the wide receiver one. Matt, who's the wide receiver two for the Jets next year? I'm yeah, being exactly. very quiet, right. I think <laughs> exactly. I know who the quarterback is, and the offense has to be better than this year. Right. We know the quarterback. Yeah. We we know uh, we know that top receiver. But after that, I mean, is it Lazard? He's been uh, he's been bad this year. Um, I'm not saying it's going to be Xavier Gibson, but again, 40 percent snap rate. He's been on the field. Even if he's uh, a three, they, it's a home run. Right. Exactly. Yeah, they yeah, certainly yeah. they certainly have to add another receiver there uh, for for Aaron Rodgers and the Jets to play alongside Garrett Wilson. But like you said, if, if Gibson uh, just moves into that wide receiver three role on a consistent basis, it's a big win for a guy who's uh, on the waiver wire right now. Well said. Matt, any other players that jump off to you uh, as we wrap up here? 
I'm not coming up with any. Uh, one I wanted to throw out there was Darius Davis from the Chargers, just because yeah. I think he's gadgety, but I also think he's doesn't. We've talked about this before. The Chargers just have so much invested in Keenan Allen, who's not right. young, and Mike Williams, and their cap situation's a nightmare. So he's probably going to be on the team. Justin Herbert should be throwing the ball. Maybe a good offensive mind figures out a way to use him. Yeah, this his uh, his value really probably comes down to Keenan Allen and Mike Williams, mm-hmm. and uh, if they are on the roster. Uh, but you know, Darius Davis, former TCU wide receiver, uh, if nothing else, he's good for the uh, the jokes of who's the better TCU receiver on the Chargers. Uh, <laughs> All right, there, yeah, there you go. Uh, no, Johnston Blended. finally finally starting to show a little bit of bit. Uh, yeah. Matt, Matt feels better about that, about his yeah, Johnson, so Johnston over Addison. Uh, <laughs> All right. That is going to do it for today's show. Thanks for listening. Please make sure you download and subscribe or follow for free on YouTube or wherever you get your podcast. Remember to follow the show at Locked On Dynasty. Follow Matt at Williamson NFL. And I'm Ryan MC23. We'll be back next time with more Locked On Dynasty.